Hey, my name is Chad Huggins. Welcome to Keep Up. Today we are talking about cyber dogs. The billionaires keep uh, being sort of petulant with each other. And then apparently Facebook wants to know less about you. LinkedIn adds native uh, video meetings. TikTok, go figure, is adding stories. And Substack is getting into comics. This is Keep Up. Uh, we're glad you're here. All right, happy Friday the 13th to everybody. My name is Chad Huggins with Serial Head Media. This is Keep Up, and this, I'm pointing virtually at Nikki. <laughs> Hi. Is Nikki, um, and we're here today to talk about all sorts of stuff going on in the world. Um, I was just saying, I feel very busy. I feel like the world is very busy right now, so. It is, let's, it is. Let's and try I to help people keep up, I guess. Yes, and I didn't realize it was Friday the 13th. Is that good luck or bad luck? Usually it's bad luck, and I oh, didn't even okay. think of it in that way. I just looked at my calendar and knew that it was oh, Friday. Yeah. yeah, that was like a big thing growing up, like, ooh, Friday the 13th. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, so here's up. So first we're going to talk about just fun stuff going on um, in the world, and then we'll get into our uh, our tech stuff, which I call the good stuff. Um, so first things first, I don't know if you saw this, um, this one is just funny because, uh, it's interesting to me, but, um, basically there's a company called now I need help with this. I need, I'm going to spell it. The I would, yeah, go ahead and spell it. Okay. X A I O M I. It's a Chinese company. I am really bad at, um, pronouncing names. I would guess it's Xiaomi. Uh huh. But they, you know, they have intonations, so it may be like Xiaomi or something yeah, like that. Yeah, totally. So they have come out with a, um, cyber dog which basically is a robotic dog. Um, now, uh, if you look at it, and we'll link this in our newsletter, um, you know, if you guys read that, but we are going to link that for you um, because it's very interesting. So it is basically um, out of like RoboCop kind of dog. <laughs> yeah, you got to see it. That's the thing is the design of it is like uh, pretty funny. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and, and it, you know, goes into cute little positions or, you know, attempts to go into cute little positions like, like an actual dog. Um, and it's just, you know, you know, electronic, you know, dogs, um, machine dogs have not, you know, I used to have one when I was little, you know, and that would bark, but it's just interesting to see it like this way because it gives this perspective. It reminds me of the matrix, you know? Well, what I mean? it honestly, I'm like, what is it? do i'm not exactly clear but i mean it uh it looks futuristic and even the the pr photos are like they have this like cyberpunk background to it so it looks like it's straight out of blade runner but man it's they're only going to cost 1500 bucks yeah and they're only making a thousand so yeah. um you know, I, I can see that being some people's thing, but uh, if you want one, hit them up. They've got them. <laughs> the, yeah, if, I guess robot dogs. I it, I mean, who knows what the point is, but. <laughs> I guess it's just, you know, pioneering into more, you know, robots are becoming, you know. Well, people are ironically, this is a, 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 my family and Nikki's family did a cave tour the other week and yeah. uh I was down there. I don't know if you heard me asking the guy, Nikki, but I asked her if they have some sort of technology to map all the caves. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, it's really expensive, but we're actually might get one of those robotic, uh, I mean, 
robotic dog type things. But uh, this, you know, a quadrupedal thing that'll just crawl around in the cave and go explore it. So totally right. I totally didn't even think about it. I was too um, nervous that we were in a cave to really listen to a lot of what she was saying. But you're right. (laughs) Wow. Um, Okay, let's move on. So um, this one's interesting. Um, Elon Musk, uh, Mox Blue Origins Moonlander, um, after the company argued against SpaceX winning a $2.9 billion NASA contract. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, chat? so I guess, uh, you know, these are the world's richest people having a pissing contest with each other because, <laughs> uh, you know, that's, I guess, money doesn't solve every issue. But uh, yeah, what it looks like is Blue Origin wanted that contract. SpaceX wanted it, and uh, SpaceX won it. And Blue Origin's trying to say that um, you know they sort of had sort of an inside relationship or, or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And then so Musk uh, sort of mocked them with, I guess, the the lunar you know <laughs> orbiter or whatever that they were trying to pitch to NASA. And it is yeah. like a pretty haphazard looking little thing with yes. like a deflated balloon looking deal that says blue moon. But, <laughs> you know, I, I think the deal is, uh, you know, guys in Texas drive big trucks and it's all like, Oh, he's trying to prove something or whatever. This is like on another level. These are the richest men in the world and they're still doing that. Like, mm-hmm. um, and, and I will say not to psychoanalyze them, but Elon Musk clearly had hair plugs at some point so they've you know they have insecurities just like us and then then i was seeing this went viral like before jeff bezos's uh space trip it was very clear that he had botox um and so it's like man these guys will never be happy i guess yeah and the thing is for me if if i had to side if i had to pick a side um you know this is in the realm of elon musk's you know, vision. Um, and Jeff Bezos runs Amazon. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, to me, it makes sense. It makes sense with, um, last year's, uh, SpaceX launch, um, you know, with the, with the two guys, I can't remember. It was like 2020. I can't remember much of it, but you know, it, it, to me, it makes sense. So, um, you know, to fight it is, uh, it, it, just, seems, it, it seems petty. It's yes, two, it makes- two rich guys having their PR teams, you know, yeah, we totally. waste their money for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, okay. So this one, okay, I don't really know what this is still after uh, looking it up, but there is something called Nestflix, and I need you to help me comprehend what I'm reading. Yeah, because so- I went to the website- and it looks exactly like Netflix. Yeah. It, everything looks exactly like Netflix, except Nestflix is a Netflix for fake movies and shows from real movies and shows. Yeah. So it's it's a funny little art project where, uh, you know, they've got different shows and movies have fake shows and movies within them. It like... Uh, in the office they had Michael Scarn, whatever that was called, his whole mm-hmm. like fake mm-hmm. movie. And so they have that in here. Mm-hmm. Um, not, there's no actual movie. It's just if diff- they yeah. made it look like the thumbnails and stuff, but also 
so I'm looking at it. Milf Island. I remember that one was from 30 Rock. This is like a fake show that they referenced in 30 Rock. Um, and then. Okay. So it's from real shows. Yeah. Most of them so, com- comedy shows where they were making fun of stuff. And so they've got uh random. A, a lot of it's from like uh, 30 Rock. Uh, they got some SNL stuff. Got it. Okay. I was imagining that they were clipping things together to make it seem like a real movie. You know how they do for like trailers of movies they wish they had. They like kind of clip it together. So that's what I was imagining. But this makes much more sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is funny. They made it look very much like um, Netflix. And so if you they're saying if you have any other titles you want to add, uh, let them know. But they have to be referenced in some other show. So like I haven't heard of this, but I guess they did a spoof called Goodwill Hunting 2 Hunting Season. But that was in the movie Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck made an appearance in it. And, okay, got it. This yeah. makes sense. Okay, cool. That is kind of funny then. I like that. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go to real, real uh, movies. Or oh, well, I guess this is a TV show. Mm. Amazon's Lord of the Rings series will premiere in September 2022. Um, for me, being a dork, this is very exciting to me. Um, I know you're a dork, but I have you read Lord of the Rings? Okay, so they're the only ones that I have only read The Hobbit. I, I have trouble reading them because I just, you know, maybe my brain is too small. Um, no, I, you need to set aside some time and read the Lord of the Rings in yeah. its entirety. I've read go, all. Go there. I've read all Maul. I've read Harry Potter's. I've read. I've read all the mm. books. Um, I, these are the ones that have always been such a challenge for me to like really get into. You know, because it's I, you have to have a different. You know, you have to be like Stephen Colbert, and <laughs> I. I am not. I can't. I well. Can't. <laughs> yeah, they're very different, but the, I mean, they really do stand the test of time. The, it's an incredible the the thing about this that's interesting. So it's the first image, um, and it looks really cool. It's this big, you know, wide shot of uh, Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. Don't really know what it is. Uh, the nerds though have theories on like, oh, this is whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about this show is, first of all, Amazon bet put a big bet on it. I, I can't remember. I think it's like a hundred million dollars. Oh no, no, no. Here it is. The first season cost $465 million. Um, and we haven't even <laughs> seen any of it yet. So they've done the filming, uh, and it's going to premiere next year. Uh, I think the it'll, other, be huge. it'll be huge. The other thing about it is it's not, you're like, wait, the Lord of the Rings movies already exist. They do. This is not, the same story Mm. this is nobody's exactly sure but they think it's going to take place thousands of years before the hobbit Mm -hmm. um and if you're a real token nerd uh like token has like this entire long generational history of middle earth all sort of documented in other books besides the hobbit and lord of the rings most famously the silmarillion Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, this is like a nerd's dream. Yeah. And the, the cast, I don't, I don't really know anybody in the cast. And so, but they did say, um, that it's going to follow, um, 
both familiar and new characters. And yes, so, so the thing about Middle Earth is some of these characters uh, live for hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we're going to, I don't even know if we're going to see hobbits necessarily. Well, I think that the people that I could picture seeing would be, you know, the elves, Hugo Weaving, Liv mm-hmm. Tyler, um, Ian McKellen, you know, mm-hmm. um, Gandalf, I don't. So. I don't know if they're on the cast list. I, I, no, I'm not really not. sure, but but who else? Who else is it, Chad? I'm already. Nervous. Well, yeah, it's basically the elves and the the wizards and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, I they filmed in New Zealand, which is cool. Although I didn't, I see they also just announced that for season two they're moving the filming to the UK, which the way I saw that was. Um, Frodo himself, whose name I'm, oh, Elijah Wood, <laughs> Elijah Wood commented, quote tweeted that with a face palm. So he he clearly has an opinion that if you really want to do it justice, you should be filming in New Zealand, but they're moving it to the UK. Oh, Jeff. I, I mean, I, I, I would guess it's like 90% of this is filmed on a gigantic green, green studio at this mm-hmm. point, but mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, yeah, crazy. All right, all right. Enough with entertainment world. Let's get to the good stuff, the tech stuff. Um, all right. So we are going to start with um, – let's start with something easy, okay? Let's go with Google, okay? So this was uh, kind of fun. Um, there's an, uh, an infographic that we'll link in our newsletter um, that Google ha- had put out. And it looks at um, – it basically compares searches from 2006 – um, to 2021. And did you look at this chat? It's so yeah. Fun. So it's it's because they're, they're commemorating 15 years mm-hmm. of Google Trends. And if you've never done it, like you can go to Google Trends, and it's sort of fun to look at, you know, what trending topics are, it's a little wave to view the data. Mm-hmm. But the one that stuck out to me, so they did, you know, the comparing 2006 and 2021 with most search song lyrics, most search actors, TV shows, games, Mm-hmm. Um, the TV shows, I'm like, maybe I'm not in the know on TV mm-hmm. shows, mm-hmm. but 2021, these are the most searched TV shows, Big Brother, Gossip Girl, Grey's Anatomy, iCarly, oh. and Criminal Minds, which is like, wait, that's, isn't that from 2006? Yes. All of those are very old. Okay. So Grey's Anatomy is still on the air, Chad. Um, and it's still a big deal, Chad. Okay. Just so you know, I still watch it. I mean, I haven't been. No, my, up. my wife watched it too. And, okay. I, uh... and then, um, uh, what about not... big, big brother. People still watch uh, big brother. I think there, I thought I heard some stuff about big brother. I cannot remember what I heard. I, but I'm not super into big brother. Um, I Carly is coming back like it's I, I know so back. I actually know a guy that's in iCarly and mm-hmm. he was in it back in the day yeah. <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't done anything like since then and so I, I did recently see he's doing his iCarly bit again uh, yeah. but then uh and then I know Gossip Girl is a reboot of that but it's just yeah, like totally and iCarly is gonna premiere on Paramount Plus so it's kind of like you know they're pushing it and stuff like that so um yeah but I for me it was the TV shows were interesting. They made sense to me, not to you. Um, mm-hmm. Most search actors that all made sense to me. You know, most search in 2006 was Oprah, Zac Efron, Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, uh, Channing Tatum. Most search actors 2021, Olivia Rodrigo. 
I didn't. Is she an actress? I, I thought she was know. a musician. I thought she was too. Anyway, that one doesn't make sense to me. But Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, Tom Holland, Millie Bobby Brown all make sense. It's just funny to see, you know, the song lyrics were really funny. Justin yeah. Timberlake, you know, Pussycat Dolls, uh, 26. So anyway. Yeah, Gnarls Barkley. That was a jam back then. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Yeah. So this is just fun for nostalgia. Um, I always like like the throwbacks to yeah. to things like that. So um, all right. So let's move on to LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn added um, a, a native video meeting option. Um, so basically, they have always had video, but it was through a third party. Um, so now it's easier because they have it built within to be able to um, have video conferencing. Um, and for me, this feels really helpful especially if it's easier right yeah i mean good for them but i'm also like the way to catch up to you know 2013 um linkedin is uh i don't know what to think about linkedin it's i i sometimes go there it's (laughs) so uh lifeless compared to Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Yeah, I can see it being useful for interviews. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, well, this, they, you know, if anything, they, they need to be the place to recruit and interview. And it's sort mm-hmm. of this, now they've got this seamless experience to go from a, I, I will say in the past, I have as a job applicant, I'm like, oh, it's nice to do this one button click uh, job application. Um, Cause that's how lazy I am, but uh, you know, good for them. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So TikTok, the the biggest app that's downloaded today. Uh, TikTok is testing uh, TikTok stories. As it's you don't a- say. You don't say. You don't say. say. Well, as old as time. <laughs> we, we have talked about this before. All of these platforms are just co- converging as far as like what the different placements are. I told you, it's all going to be the same. It's all Yeah, and so obviously TikTok at some point is going to come out with stories. and uh, But I, I'm just hoping it doesn't ruin their, their UX, right, is one of the unique things in that it's the full screen, you know, for you page deal. So, uh, that where, everyone else is copying. So Yeah, now- where are they going to hide the stories? Is it going to be at, up at the top or It'll I don't probably, know. You probably swipe or something like that. I don't know. Well, you already swiped. No, I know. Let me actually open it and see if I have it yet. Um, I think they're, I think they're testing it right now. Right. Because right now it's like, how many buttons can you add? They've got the full screen thing. The bottom menu bar has Mm -hmm. uh, the basic stuff, but then now they've added in the top left, a live uh, feed, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, hundred percent live. And I can swipe through that stuff. Mm-hmm. But are they going to add a stories thing where I'm swiping through? I don't know. I'm imagining it'll be at the bottom with home, discover, plus, you know what I mean? The, the thing about all this, and this is my analogy I use for all these places, face, Facebook has a bazillion placements. If you think about it, uh, a, a lot of different places you can have content. And mm-hmm. that's what they're doing is they're inventing real estate within their app and the reason they do that is to have more places for ads to show. So if mm-hmm. you're like, "Why well, nobody wants stories?" Well, like like they want you to want stories because that increases the inventory of, you know, advertising placements. Yeah, that's- and that's the thing with TikTok is there they've been typically 
you know, shorter. And so it's hard for them to place. Yeah. They've also increased the time limit. So now you can do three minute videos. Anyways, at at some point they'll all be similar. It feels like YouTube shorts is the same. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Okay. Substack. Uh, Substack, which is a newsletter platform, um, they are getting into comics. Um, what do you think about this, Chad? I, I like think this. that makes sense. Again, I'm curious to see what the sort of UX is. Substack was sort of, I don't know if it took people by surprise, but it became like a big deal in the last year, I would say. And it was like, wow, this is sort of strange that Mm-hmm. it's taken such a market share of this when it's literally just a way to run a newsletter, mm-hmm. but they made it stupid simple for people to subscribe to you and get your email. Um, and, and then obviously to run a paid newsletter, but they, they have other features that I don't see people using very often. Like they have a, a native podcasting feature. So you could do, uh, you know, your paid tiers, get access to a podcast so I'm curious to see what this uh, looks like, and I don't—they don't show in here. No, 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 they don't no. show it. So yeah, I think that's the thing: is what is it going to look like? Yes. Um, so for them, it means they what they've done is they they've signed up a bunch of comic creators that they're going to be working with um, to try to leverage their platform. So yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So the big one, which I think this one is pretty big. Um, so. Facebook is rebuilding its ads to know a lot less about you. Um, I would say I'm going to actually share in the newsletter also um, the interview that this comes from the VP. What is it? The VP of what is it? Pro- product marketing. I think. Product marketing. Um, and it's pretty lofty interview. It's pretty technical. Um, but in general, um, Facebook is kind of changing its tune now Um I think they see where things are going in terms of people wanting more privacy, um, especially with the Apple change um, that occurred. Um, And I think they are just moving in that direction. Uh, And it's complicated. It's really complicated, which is kind of what they talk about in the interview, um, how they're moving that way. Well, here's my deal on this. A, how much of this is marketing and how much is like listening to their users because it sort of seems to me, maybe I'm a little cynical, but they are sort of pushed into this by Apple's very successful PR campaign and their iOS uh, 14 update. And of course, if you tell somebody, somebody's tracking you, they're going to want to opt out of that. And so that's what Apple did. The thing about Facebook though is, and uh, like you've users technically for a long time have had the ability to opt out of tracking to see everything like they've had like a transparent look at who is tracking them and all this sort of stuff. It's just sort of buried and very buried. And it's honestly, for me, I don't know until like an article tells me, Hey, here's what you have to do because it's buried in everything. And even every new phone that I get, all the settings are automatically populated, you know? Well, and this is uh, back when GDPR, if you don't know what GDPR is, count yourself lucky, but uh, back when uh, the Global Data Privacy Regulation Act was going around, uh, specifically in Europe, I I had to be my organization's uh, data privacy officer and do all this stuff. It's so tedious and boring. But the, the point was in Europe, and especially in some countries like Germany, 
so Facebook is, uh, you can opt out right now, anybody, you could just go opt out of tracking. And I was even one time I was at Facebook headquarters, uh, walking around and this engineer was talking about what he's working on. And he was all proud of the fact that they were about to ship this one button opt out feature where somebody like can click one thing and completely erase all their data and, and wipe them out of all targeting. So that like, that was a, more than a year ago. Um, but it's still opt out. So in Germany, this is hard for us to think about because we don't have to do this, but in Germany, uh, you have to opt in to any tracking and they're way, way more, uh, regulatory about it. And, um, and I see this stuff all the time, just on Facebook ads. I saw there's a new regulation in a couple of countries. Germany is always one of them. Uh, but like you can no longer advertise to anybody under 18 there. Um, anyway, so I think we're moving towards an opt in uh, by default culture. Facebook getting there is I think a lot of it is marketing technically it wouldn't be that hard for them to do i think and, and so like the ios 14 update it's like well oh wow this is going to gut their ability to have any data on it so it's like no not really like is these they've got a lot of really smart people that can do all this machine learning modeling and you know the the value of their ad platform didn't really take that big of a hit in in my opinion um, but what they're talking about here, they've already done this, which is encrypting data. Um, and so like, for instance, one of, one of our clients, <laughs> we were, we were trying to, I was trying to help him convince his, you know, board or whatever to allow them to, uh, upload some of their customer lists, which is a common practice you do in uh, Facebook for targeting. And they, you know, were very worried about privacy and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so I sent him the verbiage that Facebook has right now. So like you and every business does this, if you're listening and you're not aware, like this is common practice. It's not weird. You take your big MailChimp list or your email list, you upload that information to Facebook and Facebook creates an audience off of it that you can target. Now the audience is an aggregate anonymous audience. I can't target individuals. Um, so for me, I'm like, well, it's, you know, there's not really a big privacy concern, but people still think it's weird. So Facebook has this verbiage where it explains how they do it. I, I should have it in front of me, but basically they already encrypt that. And so technically to get in the weeds about it, Facebook itself never actually sees the data. It's encrypted. All, all of this doesn't really matter because the average person doesn't understand encryption and you know data and how they do all this. But but Facebook, you know, their engineers would be like, what's the big deal? We already, it is, you know, you know, we're doing this encryption stuff. But I, I think they've got to make a bigger effort to the public at large to sort of show more like obvious ways that the, the personalized uh, data is um, anonymized. And that, that's, that was the whole th big thing with GDPR. There's so much data on the internet. GDPR made a big deal about personally attributable data. So what is that? Well, that's your email. That's your name. Uh, 
That's your IP address. That's your you know address, your phone number, all of the personally identifiable data. Beyond that, there's still a ton of data that these companies can use in this aggregate encrypted way to have you know have really uh, valuable advertising platforms. So, yeah. and in the interview, he did um, he they did say that Facebook and Google, while it looks different. Um, they're still the best places to advertise. Um, oh, uh, by a long <laughs> shot, they're yeah. still the the best places to advertise. Not just on the internet, but but anywhere. Yeah, totally. And they and you know, Apple kind of backed them into the corner with the you know their prompt, and um, you know, they did ask how many of Facebook and Instagram users have opted into the prompt since you know since it was rolled out. Um, and he had just said simply, unfortunately, we're not sharing that. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I do think it is, it is not, probably not a lot is what I'm guessing, but I don't think that changes the effectiveness on, you know, advertising with them. Yeah. Anyways, it's, it's sort of still a PR war, but it's also just sort of the tides are changing and, and, and how people, uh, view their relationship to their data. Um, G- and I do think GDPR had a, a hand in this as well because these companies are global companies. Keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it is it is interesting to see yeah. where we're going. Yeah, and I'll I'll uh, in our newsletter. Um, by the way, if you don't follow our newsletter, you should serialheadmedia.com slash keep up. But I will um, link the uh, the interview. It, it is really interesting. I mean, it is very technical, so you got to know what you're talking about. Um, but it is interesting just to read um, the details of that. So yep, yeah, that's very all we got. Cool. All right. All right. Thanks everyone. for being here. We'll see you uh, next week. Bye. Bye.